welcome to the Team Selection Podcast on the AFR Ratings Network. My name is Pete, and I go by the name for AFR Ratings Pete on Twitter. We'd like to welcome in co-host and Seven Purse, Ryan Daniels. G'day, Rhino. G'day, Pete. How are we going? Uh, gather round all finished. We had the Eclipse in Western Australia today, but we certainly have key players to discuss heading into round six. Yeah, we certainly do. Yeah, the Eclipse, um, slightly underwhelming. I guess it was great if you were in Exmouth, but in person, didn't really notice that much. I'm more excited for the footy, to be honest. We've got a Friday night game in Perth to start off the round, so let's get into it. So Will Brody back into the midfield for Fremantle, into the starting 22, but Toby McLean also back into the starting 22 for the Bulldogs. Yeah, a couple of um, guys who can potentially score really big when they're given the right roles, as we know. Brody was fantastic for Fremantle when he came on last week. He got dropped the week before. Came on as a sub last week and, and I think really helped shift the game. Um, they lost Sam Switkowski to a calf injury. He's going to be out for at least a week, maybe two, um, which is a big a big loss for them. But I did like what Brody did. Um, McLean's been fascinating. Like I think we all thought we'd had really high hopes for him. Um, at the start of the year, and they faded as the season got closer, and um, he hasn't fired a single shot. But I do get the feeling that at some point this year, Toby McLean will have an impact on the fantasy world. Um, I, I don't know when it's coming, whether it's just one game or a stretch of games, but he's that guy that in every league I'm in, on the waivers, even the salary, I just, I've just i got one eye on him thinking, is now the time? Because I feel like he could be that guy. Over to the Saturday game now. Scott Lysett omitted for Port Adelaide. Charlie Dixon managed with a knee concern. Ollie Lord, which is interesting, makes his AFL debut ahead of Mitch Georgiades and Bryn Teagle named to replace Scott Lysett, which is a significant change for me. Yeah, both of those decisions are very interesting. So um, Lysett subbed out last week. He's, you know, clearly the last probably 18 months he's been in a decline. Um, and free, uh, Port Adelaide haven't had, you know, an amazing op, uh, option to back him up. Like Sam Mays, or Sam Hayes, sorry, try, they tried him for a bit. It wasn't him. They they wanted to be bringing in Tico last year, and he got hurt in his first game. I think he, he showed a bit, and then he got hurt before half time. So, um, Bryn Tico, good Northampton boy. They tend to breed him pretty well out there. That's where Josh Kennedy and Paddy Cripps are from. Um, I really like Bryn Tico. Um, if he's available on your waivers, I'd be picking him up. And the Georgiati situation. You know, I've been on about that one for a while, Pete. Uh, you know, it's a big call. Played in the sand for last week. Uh, to my knowledge, he's not injured. And they bring in a kid to play the same position who's never played a game. And Mitch stays in the twos. Um, to me, that's got red flag written all over it. Yeah, definitely a big watch this space uh, for Perth teams. Pretty much heading into the trade period the end of the year. So let's move on to the West Coast, their opponents on Saturday. So Luke Shuey Boots returns, which is great to see him overcome that hamstring issue. Zane True, Luke Foley back into the team, kind of West into the 22, but unfortunately, Elliot Yo is sidelined again. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Toby McLean and his impact on fantasy potentially, but, you know, Yo, I thought, oh, geez, if he gets a run at it, I might have a look at him, but... That body is just, you know, it, it, it continuously lets him down. This time, it was a hamstring at the start, or a calf, or a hamstring, and now it's been, a, now it's a groin, um, and it's going to be three or four weeks. And you know, with Yo, I don't imagine you add another two weeks onto that, just because it, it seems to be the way with him every time now. So, um, really flattening for him. Good to see Luke Shuey back, as you mentioned. I think he's 
you know, he's such an important player for them and he's their best midfielder still. Um, you know, people saying he should retire at the end of the year. I still think he's their standout mid, so you can you can do with that what you will. Um, the interesting one that people have been asking a lot about is Ruben Jidby. He's going to play. Um, the Reading between the lines, I would not be surprised, particularly with the personnel out, Elliot Yo out, Brady Hoff out, um, and Shannon Hearn still not in. Uh, whether Ruben Jimby plays some half-back. Uh, Adam Simpson sort of teased this week about how Ruben's not just a mid, he's got other roles he can play. Maybe they need to explore that to you know give him a bit of a chop-out um, because obviously being 18 and playing in a midfield spot and an inside mid that he is, he's copped you know, a few heavy hits. You don't cop those at half-back. Harry Sheasel has been fantastic, but he hasn't had the same brutality put upon him as Ruben Jinby has it to start the year. So mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Ruben's playing as a as a nice half back role for a week or two, which could be good fantasy points. Certainly noteworthy that is. So let's get on to the next one here. Harry Perryman and Brent Daniels return for the Giants while Tom Green is sidelined due to suspension. Yeah, if you're looking for a one game boost, uh, Harry Perryman I reckon would be a good one for this game because he's, you know, almost size wise at least like for like with Tommy Green. Um, uh, Tom's obviously only going to be out for one week so we'll see where that ends up but um, Perryman's a good player I think he's one of those guys that you know he just he makes your team better because he's so flexible you can put him anywhere so and Daniels is a really clever little forward so uh, two good ins for GWS yeah, Toby Green could actually see some midfield usage there this week which is uh, interesting yep. I'll be looking out to see if that happens we know Brent Daniels can also pop in there for a couple of looks at centre bounces there I don't think Finn Callahan's going in there to obviously protect his shoulder which he heard a few weeks ago so let's move on to the next one here and it's Geelong John Segley into the team to replace Reece Stanley with a facial injury and Tyson Stingley out for the Cats there as well but on the Sydney side of things Aaron Francis makes his Sydney debut, while Ryan Clark, which is really noteworthy from a fantasy perspective, is also named. Corey Warner omitted, which is unfortunate for him, uh, but Ryan Clark in, and that's a potential look at either Mitch Duncan and potentially even Tom Stewart in defence. Yeah, he's the halfback tagger, or the half-forward tagger. He tags the halfbacks. We don't like that um, unless we're going up against him. It's pretty flattening. If you've got Tom Stewart, like a lot of people did in the last week or so, You'd be thinking, ah, geez, not this week. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Stingle out, big out for Geelong, massive. I really like what he does. I think he's the perfect guy to be at the foot of Hawkins and Cameron. So that's an interesting out. Um, and good to see Matty Roberts hold his spot for Sydney. That's, mm. that's good for us. Uh, it seems like he's finally getting a good clean run of it. Yeah, certainly like the talent of Matty Roberts, that's for sure. So let's move on to some Sunday, Monday and Tuesday news here. Just some noteworthy at this stage, obviously extended benches here. So I'll just run through a few notes here for you, Ryan. And it's Jack Steele returns for the Saints. Yeah, that's big. Obviously huge, shifts everything for St Kilda. So I'd probably expect Brad Crouch to take a slight dip um, and Steele obviously to, to resume his normal high-scoring potential. Alex Chinkrata named on the extended bench for the Blues, so just watch out to see if he makes his AFL debut, expecting to play a half-back role if he does come into that team. Yeah, and we liked what we saw from him in the preseason. I think a few people had him and then had to make a switch when he didn't get named, and he's been racking them up in the VFL. So if he gets a chance, I reckon he's a great downgrade option. Harry Sheasel was on limited training today via Mitch Cleary on 7 Melbourne. Aaron Hall named on the extended bench, which is quite interesting there as well. Clarko said he was a selection consideration even before that Sheasel news came out uh, today. And Jai Simpkins sidelined with a hand injury. 
Yeah, the Aaron Hall thing terrifies me because I think we've all been quite enjoying the Harry Sheasel, Jack Zebel combination. If you've got shares in those guys, you've, you've been really loving the start to the season. Um, and they both look pretty good. They're not just getting the ball. They're actually doing a lot with it. Um, Aaron Hall is a, a magnet for the footy. So he's going to shift things if he's out there. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see if he does play. Um, what he does to Jack Zebel, what he does to Harry Sheasel, if Sheasel's out there, maybe you get a week where Sheasel gets a rest with, with these issues that Mitch is reporting, and then um, maybe next week we, we see what the three of them looks like. Um, but I'm a bit nervous about the whole thing. I think it could be a real disruptor. Yeah, Hall could take some market share off Jack Zebel and also push Harry Sheasel forward, which would be interesting and probably not a great situation because he's made a stack of money to, to start the season. But what we do need is that for that uh, run of good scoring to continue and any move forward, even though he is a quality forward and that's where he played most of his junior career, we need that to continue. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Hall into that team, I agree, does shift a lot of things. So let's move on to the Monday night game now, Richmond versus Melbourne. So uh, interesting selection on the table there for Richmond, but the most noteworthy for Melbourne is Max Gorn has been named, but he still remains a test at this stage. Yeah, I think he said it's going to be uh, exactly four and a half weeks to the day um, that he his MCL went. So um, all reports are he's been really diligent with his rehab. You know, they're not going to risk Max Gorn. Like, there's no chance at all they would do that, particularly when you've got Brady Grundy and you're playing against two young Ruckman at Richmond in Ben Miller and Samson Ryan. They're not going to trouble them. So if he plays, you know he's going to be 100% right. Um, what I would say is if you have him, make sure you have a backup because it might get to Monday and they just decide, actually, you know what, let's give it another week. So have a, have a backup plan. Certainly that's uh, a possibility to happen on Monday or even Sunday for him to be named out there as well. And the final one here, Zach Merritt, Taylor Matt Adams, both missed for uh, Essendon and Collingwood, and that's the Anzac Day due to suspension. Yeah, so the interesting thing will be with Essendon, like what does that do? Does it give Parrish a bigger role? Does that mean that he cops a bit of attention? Collingwood don't tend to tag, so he should be okay there. What does it do for Setterfield? Does Jake Stringer play some midfield time? Do we see Archie Perkins in there? Mm. It's like there's a, there's a number of questions to get raised because when you lose, it's like, you know, if Freo lost Andy Brayshaw or if um, Collingwood lost Nick Dacos, like when you have these really high-possession midfielders or halfbacks, or the, half, the numbers have to go somewhere. And Merritt is just an absolute vacuum for the ball when it comes to Essence. So where does it go? Um, it'll it'll be interesting. You could probably take a pump one way or the other. Um, but I'm interested in that. Uh, I don't know if Adams makes as big a difference for Collingwood. He sort of plays a couple of different roles now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe you know, that sort of half forward and, and helping out in the midfield role, um, somebody else will have to jump into that space. Maybe we finally see Finn McRae or maybe it's Josh Carmichael or who knows. Yeah, Jamie Elliott probably see uh, an increase in centre bounce usage. We know he's run through there uh, before. And Nick Dagos, obviously, we know he can go in there. Still, Scott Sidebottom can go in there. Josh yeah. Dagos, Collingwood do have a good spread there. Maybe it's a it's pretty high usage day for Scott Pendlebury and Tom Mitchell. Uh, and probably Degoe if he returns from the illness and is ready to go there as well. So, yeah, really interesting. And then uh, hopefully, um, yeah, it should be a good day on Tuesday. Really looking forward to that game. All right. Ryan, so where can you we find you this week on your regular spots? Uh, usual Footy Rhino on Twitter, um, Triple M uh, Radio if you're in Perth uh, or on the listener app. I think you can pick those shows up. 
Um, and in the paper on Saturdays, um, if you're in WA or you're online reading the West, um, and on 7 News. So, yeah, a bit going on during the footy season, but we love all of it. AFR Ratings on Twitter and afrratings.com.au for a stack of intel, fantasy information to help your decision-making process. Uh, and certainly AFL Ratings, Pete, for me on Twitter there as well. All well, right, until team selection next week, have a great weekend and good luck to the listeners in round six. You too. Thank you, Pete. Good luck to the listeners, as you say.